Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Welcome to the basement, guys. We're 24 hours into the Aaron Rodgers New York Jets era. And if you looked at the AFC, and if you looked at the AFC quarterbacks, it's just Candyland. It's so fun. We're going to just jump through this right into all the checkerboard we've got of all the AFC quarterbacks and look at them. And like, they're almost all there. It's almost a complete set of 16. Almost. It's really fun to watch. Good luck picking the AFC this fall when we start to do it. There's one thing I hate about the Rodgers to the Jets thing, and it's this take that the Jets gave away too much for Rodgers. I have some strong thoughts on that. And if you heard Will Levis is going to go number one overall to the Panthers. Have you seen this Reddit thing? There is such a, a, a giant amount of smoke. I don't know if there's mirrors, but there's definitely fire on the internet today and into the draft books about Levis allegedly going number one to the Panthers. Not four, not two, one. It's really fun. This is going to be a great draft week. It already is. It's going to be a great basement show. It already is. Let's start with what I love, what I hate, and what's hilarious. Boom! Just look at him. Now that Rodgers is official, he's going to be in the AFC East, he's going to be with the Jets, he's going to be with Allen, he's going to be with Tua, he's going to be with Mac Jones, we think. It's great. It's like a guess who board of the AFC quarterbacks. Just bring it up. NFL UK tweeted a graphic. Simple graphic. Nothing crazy, nothing imaginative, nothing elaborate. It's just the 16 starting quarterbacks in the AFC. And they're just beautiful. Find the weak spot. 16 quarterbacks. Let's let's take a tour. Let's start in the AFC North. Lamar, okay, uh, and a league MVP. Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, has started a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson, very strange circumstances, but an MVP type talent. And then Kenny Pickett is the only question mark. Had a really good rookie year, and he's with maybe the best franchise in the NFL. Pickett is there. All right, let's go to the West. Patrick Mahomes, we know the deal. Russell Wilson, are we going to ride this year? Who knows? Jimmy Garoppolo, fine. He started a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert, the prince that was promised, wildly talented. That's halfway. Find the weak spots. Now, here's what it gets interesting, AFC South. I'm looking at Gardner Minshew's face for the Colts. That ain't going to stay that way. They're going to have a top five pick in a couple of days. I'm looking at Davis Mills' face for the Houston Texans. We don't know about that one. I still think they're going to draft a quarterback with one of their two first-round picks. So never mind Minshew and Mills. They're gone. Then you got Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, won a playoff game last year. Perfect specimen. Tannehill is very interesting. I think they're going to replace him too. But you know what? Even if they don't, everybody picks at Tannehill all the time. He's been in a title game. They were the number one seed two years ago. Tannehill's been around. You can win with Ryan Tannehill. Fine. Go to the East. Josh Allen, our guy, friend of the show. Tua Tonga Bailoa, please, God willing, keep him healthy. Mac Jones, and then, oh yeah, the 16th one, four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers. It's so fun to look at. Take Minshew and Mills out. I think if you look at the 16 quarterbacks, pick how many aren't a guy uh, who's pedigreed, or who's already been successful, or who's tasted the playoffs, or who has incredible talent. Really, the only ones that you could maybe say, I don't know about this one, pick it because he just hasn't done it. Is that it? I take Minshew and Mills out. Mac Jones, look, Mac Jones has been to the playoffs. 
Tua Tagovailoa would have been in the playoffs and didn't get hurt. Tua is like a whole different heavy type thing. Tannehill's been in the playoffs a bunch of times. They're all so accomplished or talented. It's so great. Normally it's half the conference is good, half the conference is like, oh, these quarterbacks are terrible, they got nothing. I mean, look at the NFC just by comparison. There's lots of fluff in the NFC. A lot. We don't know what the hell the commanders are running out. We don't know what we're getting from the 49ers even next year. Like, we don't know where they're, how they're going to show up. Buccaneers, who the hell knows? Falcons, who the hell knows? The Panthers are going to have some quarterback. Maybe Will Levis, the number one overall pick. Justin Fields got a take for the Bears. The Packers, who the hell knows? There's a handful of them of the who the hell knows. Man, in the NFC, it is so good. And you also just look like... Look at all these different flavors, these 16 flavors in the AFC ice cream parlor. If you're sitting down and you're the schedule maker, who do you like to watch the most? Who do you want to put in the primetime, the Sunday night, the Monday night game? In fact, you can put them against each other. Many of these gentlemen will play each other at least twice next year. It's, it's, still, it's still the hits for me. I still want to see Allen and Mahomes and Burrow. God, the sneakiest one in the AFC is Watson because it just got so cloudy and so dark, but he's an MVP level talent. Browns might be good next year. They have a good coach. Do you want to see him, though, on TV? Not as much. Look, I want to see Rodgers. We know it's been a long streak of the Jets being left out of Sunday night football, primetime games. Rodgers is going to be in so many. Because you don't just get him. You get all the fun young players on that team, from Garrett Wilson to Quinnen. Then you get the Sala show on the sideline. We're going to probably have watched them the whole preseason on Hard Knocks. They're going to be everywhere everywhere for a team that was not in the playoffs last year that has the longest playoff drought in all of professional sports and they're probably going to play seven primetime games this year because they were almost good last year and because they got Rodgers as a quarterback oh man that'd be good I'm trying to think about who the opener would be do you want Jets Chiefs I don't even know if they play this year I don't even care I'm just playing with the toys I'm taking Transformers and bashing them together I'm looking at this like the conference is going to be a Michael Bay film next year it's just so good and only one of them is going to go to the Super Bowl. This is Half these guys aren't even going to make it. It's just so good. I, I, I like the Rodgers of the Jets thing. And that's a story in and of itself. But also, you know, that people say, uh, I heard it this morning. Well, look, Rodgers is going to do with the Jets what uh, Matt Tom, Tom Brady did with the Buccaneers. Showed up, Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford did with the Rams. Showed up, Super Bowl. NFC, guys. Totally different. Totally different. Whoever wins... Whoever represents the AFC in the Super Bowl next year is going to have to go through at least two of those monsters, maybe three, and that's even to get to the Super Bowl. It's great. We're loaded! We're loaded for the draft. I'm so happy the Rodgers trade did not happen, you know, before round two on Friday, and we sat here all Thursday night just staring, wondering it's going to happen. We're set. Now we can just have some more fun to the party, whoever the hell anybody else is going to bring, the Colts, the Texans, the Titans. Come on in. It is going to be a rough, it's a lot of really young guys too. Really young. I mean, so many guys in their mid-20s, even early 20s. We're going to have guys coming into the draft this year that were born in 2002. <laughs> Maybe even 2003. AFC loaded. But the new addition to New York uh, has caused a lot of headlines, a lot of opinions, a lot of takes. And I have a problem with one of them. It's part of what I call what I hate. I hate the take that the Jets paid too much for Aaron Rodgers, that they gave up too much. People I respect have it. 
people I downright like habits. The ESPN tweet uh, went out about draft grades. They have their computers or their prognosticators or their analysts go in and say, how do these teams shake out? The, the Packers got an A- minus for trading the best player they've ever had. The New York Jets got a C because they allegedly gave up too much. I hate that take. I hate it. I wouldn't have minded if the Jets gave up more because you know who I'm talking about? The Jets. I'm talking about the Jets who finally said, enough. What's it going to take? We need a great quarterback. We need a great quarterback now. Right now, Aaron Rodgers, currently a member of the Jets once it's finalized, is the best, most accomplished player the Jets have ever had. Ever. They've had some fantastic players. I love Darrell Rivas. I love a lot of those other guys. Aaron Rodgers is the best player they've ever had. He is by far the best quarterback they have ever had. People like to knock Rodgers, Jets fans, people saying they, they paid too much or they gave up too much. Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl. So have the Jets in the last 54 years. This is the Jets. He did not go to the Steelers or the 49ers or the Chiefs or the Cowboys. It's the Jets. You know what cracks me up is that people like to point out, yeah, Rodgers wasn't really on his game last year. I think he might be hashtag washed. The old man, the game has passed him by. Okay. All right. Let's look at last year's season. The 2022 season for Aaron Rodgers, who was playing uh, disillusioned for sure, injured for sure, and maybe not well supported potentially. Okay. It was not a banner season for Aaron Rodgers by his standards. Take that season alone. The one that has him so washed up and so over the hill and all that. That is one of the best quarterbacking seasons in the history of the New York Jets. I'm not making this up. This is just the facts. Last year's Rodgers had 350 completed passes. No Jet has ever had that many in a single season ever. Rodgers, 64.6 completion percentage. The last Jet that high outside of Josh McCown in 2017 was Favre back in 08. I just mentioned 2008, it's 2023. Rodgers had 3,695 passing yards in this terrible year in which he was completely washed up and didn't have game anymore. Four Jets in NFL history have had that many yards. You understand? One of them was Namath, Ken O'Brien in the 80s, Vinny Testaverde when I was in college, and Fitzmagic eight years ago. Those are four Jets ever in the history of gangrene who have thrown for as many yards as Rodgers did in this terrible year he had. 26 touchdown passes for Aaron Rodgers last year in that terrible, terrible year. Only two Jets have ever had more than that in a single season. It's Magic and Vinny in 98. I was coming out of high school. So that wasn't a great year for Aaron Rodgers. It was the best damn year by a Jets quarterback ever. If he merely shows up and duplicates those pedestrian statistics, he is your all-time great. If you can run that category, oh my God, it's the best thing we've ever done. So don't tell me you paid too much. Did you really think you were going to get Aaron Rodgers for spare change? Did you think you were going to get Aaron Rodgers for a third-round pick in Romeo Dobbs? He's Aaron Rodgers. He's an Aston Martin. He's got some miles on him. It's going to be expensive. Of course it's going to be expensive. You know what the alternative is? It's too expensive. Let's keep our draft picks. Bleep the draft picks. Guys, understand this this week, draft week of all weeks. Draft picks are garbage. They're lottery scratchers. 
you scratch them with a little penny, most of them don't work out, and then you just blow them away and never think about them again. Of all teams, when it comes to draft picks, the Jets, who have whiffed mightily with their last two quarterbacks. In fact, their last three quarterbacks. But certainly, Zach Wilson, who likely will be the worst draft pick in history. Likely, at this point. Then Sam Darnold, they don't know how to do it. Organizationally, they have had two historic whiffs. So you're going to say, no, 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 we don't want to give up that many picks. Let's not pay that much for it. Let's keep the picks. Screw the picks. They're stupid. There seems so many, so many teams go down the drain because they're so protective of those picks. You're not going to do anything good with them. Look it up statistically. At least half of the picks don't work out. I hate to like shatter the fairy tale and everything. It's a beautiful night on Thursday night. It's NFL prom. You're going to hear 31 names called. About 16 to 17 of them are just going to be absolutely be terrible. They'll get people fired. They'll not even come close to a second contract. They're going to be looked back on as massive mistakes. So don't tell me this beautiful love story with draft picks and that's how you build. Good luck. It's, it's craps. You put it on black or put it on red at best. They decided enough of that. We're going to send it over there for the big pot. We're going to get Rodgers because we can't draft a quarterback. He's the one of the best to ever play, and he's going to come play for us, and we are going to surround him, and we're going to go for it. Don't tell me they paid too much. You're the Jets. Don't tell me he's only won one Super Bowl. So have you. The price they paid was perfect. You got Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what you paid. Got it? Let's get to what's hilarious. The Will Levis stuff is fantastic. Will Levis, the <laughs> meathead-looking eccentric personality, banana with the peel on eating, one time did mayonnaise in his coffee, Kentucky quarterback. It, it could be the first name taken in the entire NFL draft. This is an all-timer. And will he be? Who the hell knows? You go to the World Wide Web. This thing starts blowing up, okay? Will Levis, you know, they keep odds for all this stuff. People can gamble on it and everything. We got to tell you about Sale Agreeable 2834. Now, that's a screen name. Sale Agreeable 2834. It's a Reddit user. Sale Agreeable 2834 goes on Reddit and posts, Will Levis is currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Big, big time long shot. Continues. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family... Carolina will in fact take him on Thursday and then you're welcome. All right. So is this just some wise ass online or some just who knows wisecracker prankster saying this is just spreading some BS rumor because it's draft week or is sale agreeable 2834 actually plugged in and heard that Levis is telling his friends and family they're gonna be number one overall pick. Well, the odds makers reacted as well as the internet. Because it went crazy. When, no matter which sports book you go to, whatever one you want, there's a thousand of them. From plus 4,000, the odds went down to plus 400 and plus 700, or they've just been completely taken off the board. You cannot gamble on Levis being the number one overall pick. And it all tracks back to Sale Agreeable 2834. It's an amazing thing that. What, what if Sale Agreeable 2834 is right? What if the Panthers did informally let Levis know that he's going to be the guy? Levis tells a friend, he tells his family, and they start chattering, and it just gets out, and Sale Agreeable 2834 is somehow plugged in. And what if he does go number one overall? All right, 
Now you might say, yeah, right, what does Sale Agreeable 2834 know? Do they have any credibility? Of course not. Of course not. That's the point. That's why it's fun. It's like a wishing well. Does it work? I don't know, but I'm going to throw a quarter in there and find out. Uh, that user only created their account seven days ago. Do they have any other takes? Do they have any other opinions? Do they have any other scoops? You better believe they do. They followed their Levis take by saying, mark my words, and then they went on to a commentary about how there's a wildly different topic. They're talking about the DC movie universe in which the next The Batman movie with Robert Pattinson is going to recast the Joker and ex explains it as news like he's doing the work and he says they were going to recast the Joker and I was like, oh my God, I guess they're recasting the Joker. Maybe Will Levis will play the Joker. Maybe Will Levis will be Batman. We don't know. So this person is all over the map, but it's a, it's a close, uh, succinct, concise uh, post on Reddit about, listen, I happen to know that the, he's telling his family. I'll tell you what, I hope he's right. If Sale Agreeable 2834 is right, and Roger Goodell says, with the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, Carolina Panthers select Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback. Everyone's going to lose their minds. Sale Agreeable 2834 is going to be a massive, massive celebrity on Reddit, online, everywhere. And it's really fun to think about. Because what if Levis does go number one? So then you think, oh, well, my God, the Texans are going to run up there and hand the card that says Bryce Young. They're going to get Bryce Young at number two. He's going to be the Texas quarterback. What if they don't? The Texans, if you believe the rumors and reports, I'm, I sort of do, have really strong convictions on building a defense. And they like taking a defensive player at number two. It does add up in a lot of ways. What if they pass on Bryce Young? Because then it becomes piranhas. Because the Cardinals will not draft a quarterback, even Bryce Young at number three. They couldn't, especially with Kyler. Bryce Young's like the same height, and like there's so much similarity between them. You can't take Bryce Young. So that means... People will be doing backflips, breaking their spine to get up to three to trade with the Cardinals. See what I'm saying? Don't you hope Sale Agreeable 2834 is right? Because then it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be muskets at dawn to get the number three pick. Because then you can get Bryce Young, get the number one pick who's just sitting there and being like, what the hell? I thought it was going to Carolina. That'd be great. And the idea that no way Levis goes number one, no way, no way. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And the closest comparison that I always think of is 2018. It would have been considered a month before the draft, a week before the draft, or a day before the draft, asinine that Baker Mayfield would be the number one overall pick. There's no way the Browns were going to do that. No way. Sam Darnold was this like glory boy from USC who looked great. The owner of the Browns was sitting with his family at Sam Darnold's pro day. You go with Darnold. Josh Rosen was the most pro-ready. He was very sophisticated and smart, and UCLA, you go with him. Josh Allen was the big, big, big upside wild card from Wyoming. Incredible talent. You go with him, number one overall. Or you know what? Lamar Jackson, the Heisman winner, the ridiculous player, in you go with him. You don't go with Baker. Sure, Heisman stats and all that. Short, kind of weird personalities, grabbing his crotch, he's doing all, you don't take him number one overall. It would have been considered so stupid. If you tweeted, I think Baker's gonna go number one to the Browns, you would have been annihilated. He went number one to the Browns. Will Levis could go number one to the Panthers. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's it's nuts at all. I don't, I don't, I believe anything. If Anthony Richardson went number one, it wouldn't surprise me. But then again, Sale Agreeable 2834 isn't talking about Anthony Richardson. He's saying that Will Levis is telling his friends and family. 
first of all, if this is true, what loudmouth inside the Panthers told Levis straight up? How much of a loudmouth is Levis? How much of a loudmouth is whoever the hell he told, his mailman or milkman or dad or whoever the hell it is? He told somebody, and then somebody told Sale Agreeable 2834. What I'm saying is, I am agreeable though to Sale Agreeable. I like him. If I was on Reddit, or do you follow people on Reddit? I don't even know. I would follow him. We've actually reached out to him. We want to have Sale. I keep saying him. It could easily be a her. I have no idea. We've reached out to Sale Agreeable 2834. We want to have Sale Agreeable 2834 in the basement. We're working on it. We would rather have Sale Agreeable 2834 than Will Levis himself. We'd rather have him than Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. Him or her, Sale Agreeable 2834. If you are agreeable to coming on the basement, we'd love to hear this story. Please do it. And I, I also, I'm on your side. I hope you're right. Will Levis going number one. People will lose their minds. It's going to be so fun. Thursday night, the draft. But first, takes on takes. Come on. Okay, a couple old uh, war horses today in Takes on Takes. You know how this works. We have two different combatants who come in. They get their take on something in the news right now. And then I rate them with numbers, 8, 7, 6, 10, whatever I want, 1 through 10, in three categories, delivery, creativity, and heat. And today we got two old buddies who've worked together a lot on ESPN, two guys I respect. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith has been on Takes on Takes 15 times. He's only won six. His record is six to nine. His average is a seven. And Stephen A comes in, as you might suspect that he would, reacting to the New York Jets acquiring Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, Stephen A. We got Aaron Rodgers in the Big Apple. We got Aaron Rodgers. That bad man is in the Big Apple, baby. And last time I checked, <laughs> this man swag dude knows this. You can bring up a running back. You can bring up a tight end. You can bring up an offensive line. You can bring up an elite defense, which the New York Jets have. If you don't have a quarterback, it amounts to nothing in this day and age. This ain't the days when Trent Dilfer, who I love, by the way, led the Baltimore Ravens to the Super Bowl. This is a different day. This is a different time and a different era. And when you could stand in the pocket or scramble out of it to your left, to your right, and throw dimes, okay, that's one thing. Number two, when you're succeeding Zach Wilson, it's heaven having arrived early. You didn't even have to pass away and have a funeral, all right, and a repast before it happened. You are alive and well and heaven has arrived for New York City because you finally got a quarterback. Now I understand parity exists in the National Football League but there's a difference between playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin and then you come straight off the streets of Broadway and you return them to relevancy after more than a half century of being irrelevant. Mm. Let me tell you something right now. I don't think he's going to retire in two years because he's in New York. And if that brother shows up in New York, and he finds a way to deliver a championship to the to Gotham City. Do you have any idea what that's going to mean for his pockets, for his status, for the allure that New York City brings, the dollars coming off Madison Avenue? Oh, yes, the New York Jets have won this. And by the way, show him some love. Well, you know what? Love got to show some love to the Green Bay Packers fans by showing he's a worthy successor to the great of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Yeah. The Jets won this trade. That's great. That's great. You know who, I don't know who will be the winner of this segment, though. You know who the loser is? Trent Dilfer. 
Trent Dilfer's got to be sitting there being like, what did I do? Sorry, I won the Super Bowl over 20 years ago, and I always get kicked around for being like the crappiest quarterback. I got a Super Bowl ring, do you? Trent Dilfer, what an easy target. I respect him. Uh, Stephen A kind of br brings the goods. And you listen to him, and he's, he's right about a lot of things, and what it would mean for him, and how exciting this is, and it haven't mattered in 50 years. And then someone's at home is going, I think they gave up too much for him. They shouldn't have given up that second round pick. Shut up. Second round pick. Shut up. That was good, Stephen A. It's exactly what you want. And he's right. I love when he goes into the nuances. He's going to scramble right, and he's going to scramble left. It was like, well, Stephen A is just cruising at that point. I don't know where he's going. But he makes a lot of good points. It's a strong entry. Um, I, I'm in that kind of sweet spot. I, I, often I, I go between two numbers. I have them right in front of me. Mm, I'm going to give Stephen A. I'm going to give him an 8. It was good. I mean, I don't think it was terribly creative, but it's just kind of, you know what it is? He gave you what you wanted. He played the hits. That's going to see a band that you like, and they played one of their biggest hits. That right there, what you watch, just replace all the words, depending on the topic. That is a Stephen A. hit single. And that's why you turn it on. So I'll give him an eight, which means tough work ahead right now for Michael Wilbon. Michael Wilbon on the venerable Pardon the Interruption show. Uh, Mike Wilbon's only been on one time, and he had a great take about we need to stop talking about the Lakers so much. It hasn't aged very well as a take, but at the time, we loved it. He got an 8 in his only appearance, which means he would tie if he got it again. Wilbon on PTI, also talking about Aaron Rodgers, but going a different direction. Go ahead, Wilbon. You know, I don't. I see it as totally overrated, totally overstated. I don't think the Jets are going to be any better than 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight. Aaron Rodgers has been to... One Super Bowl. One. One more than Rex Grossman. I know he's been a great player for a long time. <laughs> One Super Bowl. So don't tell me the Jets are automatically going to go to the Super Bowl now because Aaron Rodgers is there because the Packers couldn't go to the damn Super Bowl when he was there for 20 years. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's over. I got tired of it. I know you feel completely differently. I do. Well, the first thing I want to say is I'm so glad when you mentioned Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it. Aaron Rodgers okay. went and he won the Super Bowl. Then he's got so he one, has more. one more. Aaron Rodgers doesn't equal Tom Brady. Not in this or any other lifetime. And that's not being critical of Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's Tom Brady. Nobody's been Tom Brady. So when you say the expectations are too high, everything's too high. The praise, the expectations, the overstatement, all of it for Aaron Rodgers, who's been a great player, but is nearing 40 years old. And you know what? If the Jets get to the Super Bowl, I will fly you there on a G6 sitting with you, and I will wear a Joe Namath jersey. <laughs> I don't know who's going to win this segment, but you know who lost it? Rex Grossman. Rex has got to be sitting home being like, what did I do? I went to the Super Bowl 17 years ago. I'm sorry, I didn't win. It was rainy outside that day. It was the tough conditions in the second half. Sure, we got a kick return to start the game from Heston. We probably should have won. Peyton didn't play that great, and I should have won, but I'm sorry. What, I, I'm sitting at home with my family right now. Do I have to be brought in? Dilfer and Grossman somewhere in a support group. Respect both those guys. I respect Wilbon, too. Here's my problem with Wilbon's take. I don't think the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. I don't. I, I don't. I think they matter, and I think there's a very good chance they go to the playoffs. 
I'm not 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 ready yet to put them in the playoffs. I just have to think about it a little more. But I, I hate the we're going to the Super Bowl. Hold, hold the bleep on. You have the longest playoff drought in team sports history right now. Not in the longest current playoff drought. Get to a wild card. Win a wild card. Let's just walk before we can run a little bit. Everyone, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Wilbon's whole take seems to be predicated on don't tell me he's going to the Super Bowl. The G6. We're not talking about a Super Bowl. I, I I don't know why I don't know why you would. That's maybe in the second season with Rodgers. But I liked it. I like that he zagged. It's very easy to say this is awesome. This is great. I like that he went against the grain. I like that he offered to put himself out there in the name of Jersey in the G6. Sounds like a very expensive plane. And uh, I like it so much that I am going to give Wilbon a six. Uh, I love Mike Wilbon, Chicago roots like myself, so I totally respect him. But uh, he loses this one. He loses eight to six to Stephen A. Smith, who only goes to seven and nine. Wilbon will go to one and one in takes on takes. And I know we'll see both of them as soon. Probably do a lot of episodes of these talking about Rodgers. That was fun, though. That was really good. That was, that was a spirited competition. And we're going to end with a spirited uh, monologue of some kind about the topic I don't know. But let's go to the Skycam because I will walk over to the Peloton right past Ben Wallace. I will take a dart as I do each and every show. Here's the dart. I'll throw it and hit a number. Whatever number it hits, there's a corresponding topic that I've not prepared for. Today's number is 19. The penultimate topic on our list of 20 topics that the production staff sets up for me in which I will see now topic number 19 for the ladies and gentlemen today. Do you make a New Year's resolution? that 20 is beach or pool that's a little bit more of a fun one um, that's what everybody's talking about these days as we uh, round into the end of april new year's resolutions uh i don't know um i tend to think that as you get a little older your new year's resolution making tends to reflect your new year's eve partying in the sense that it's not a real priority you don't really do it I used to, when I was much younger in my 20s, I used to uh, make the resolution every year to floss more. I would always brush my teeth religiously and then I'd go to the dentist and be like, you need to floss more. Oh, Christ, that's a lot of work at night, doc. But I was young and stupid then. Now I floss all the time. Um, so no, I don't really, I do precious little for New Year's Eve. We used to have, uh, when we had really little kids, we used to have something called the New Year's Eve party where on uh, December 31st, we would have all our friends and their little kids over to our house at about, 10:30 a.m. and we give all the parents mimosas and stuff, and the kids would play, and there'd be a face painter. And then at noon, we would drop all these balloons, and we'd play all blank sign, and it was awesome. Noon Year's Eve, so we could all go to bed at nine o'clock that night. We don't do that anymore either because the kids are too old. So we're in that no man's land. I don't make a New Year's resolution. I do not. I think the victory in answering this topic is now is the topic that is taken off the board. What number was it today? 19. That's probably one that's been around for a while. So guys, new 19. And we'll have a new show tomorrow. Great one today. Will Levis needs to go number one overall. If you know that person on Reddit, please tell them to come on the show. In the meantime, like, subscribe, tweet, post, Instagram, TikTok, review, all that stuff. Share it with your friends. Share it with your parents. Share it with your kids. It really helps the show. We will see you tomorrow. Exit through the garage. Close the door on your way out. Take care, guys.